Flygate Broadcasting. Fired up. <laughs> I was supposed to intro it. Well, you never say welcome to Fired Up. No, I don't. Welcome to Fired Up with no. your host, Sinead McCarthy, right here on Renegade Broadcast. You need to do your intros I like I can't me. do, like, the radio, like, <laughs> hello, everybody. Check out our sister site, Renegade Tribune, and then head on over to HeathenHerbs.com, where you can pick up a lot of great products for you and your loved ones. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, I can't. I can't. Sorry. Sure. Sorry, but I already pressed record. So, Welcome. <laughs> I was supposed to do the intro, because this is technically, like, I'm having you on. I'm in your room. <laughs> yep. in the garage. You're recording on a phone. Yeah. We're not in the garage. Sinead this is style. nice. Mm-hmm. So we're just hanging out. So, well, so, yeah. We could start with the shows, or we could talk about some current events that I, I've just been looking at over the past Why couple don't, days. While, you, while I queue up these, uh, yeah. these things here. We so can. we had the VP debate. Last night, yeah, I didn't watch any of it. Oh, I, didn't I didn't really either. even watch any reviews of it, but I did see that Pence had what looks like a really bloody eye, like his eye was bleeding. Ew, really? Like bloodshot? Not even just bloodshot. It looked like blood was almost dripping from it. Ew. Yeah, it was really weird. Let me look. Let me look that up. Yeah, I saw in the there a fly report. on him or something. Yeah, too. there was a fly on him for a couple minutes. Reminds me of Obama. Obama had that. That whole issue with flies for a while. And it was yeah, that's that's happened to a bunch of politicians, Bush and everything. Yeah, the Lord oh, of the Flies. Oh, his eye. Ew, he's a freaking goblin. Maybe yeah. he didn't have enough baby blood or something. The one Ew. I saw in Drudge looked really creepy. Ew, like and, this? Yeah, and and Drudge, for some reason, somebody's Ew. either paying him or whatever, he's totally against the Trump campaign. Pretty, oh, that's interesting. Pretty explicitly that's on the Drudge Report, yeah. So there was one of Biden with his bloody eye. All the politicians mm. have something messed up with their eyes and now and yeah, again. Yeah, well, there is that whole, like, black eye thing. You yeah, know, that where... happened to you, remember? <laughs> yeah, Who? Paul Wilson. Apparently, because I looked, I probably had, like, you know, bags under my eyes because I wasn't wearing makeup in the video, and my lighting was absolute crap, and I was nursing a, you know, a child for two and a half years, 24-7. No excuses. No excuses. Throughout, throughout, I'm not one of those people that can fall asleep and nurse at the same time. I'm like, pew, wide awake, very aware of everything. Mm-hmm. So... That was probably just me being overtired, but yeah, apparently, um, I, I don't know if he's implying that you gave me a black eye, or... That's based in traditionalist. Yes, trad it is life. totally trad life, you know, totally. No, I think he was just trying to insinuate that you were part of the Illuminati cult. Oh, yeah, because I got a... The initiation black eye. It's actually, black eye. It's actually um, like a miracle that I haven't gotten a legit black eye in my three years of training jujitsu. I've gotten like bruises on my face, you know, or like a mm-hmm. little gee burn here and there, but... Uh, thank God I haven't gotten a black eye. I've got some little black eyes. You, I get my my face gets messed up because sometimes. you use your you use your head as like a third or like another appendage. Yeah, so it's always getting like marked and bruised up. Yeah, but. I got a big thick neck and I can post with my head. <laughs> but Kyle did give me a bloody nose oh, by yeah. accident one time. Oh yeah, and he felt bad about it, so it wasn't trad. <laughs> you you should have been like, well, your face. Well, don't put your face well, near I my did, elbow. You kind of did. I did tell you that you shouldn't. El- you shouldn't. You sh- nose I should have let go. You shouldn't nose my elbow. <laughs> I didn't elbow your nose. You nosed, nosed my, my elbow. elbow. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And you could have let go of my gi. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it was all my fault. So I'm so sorry. VP debates, I guess they had the shields up, you know, the oh, really? plexiglass shields. That's hilarious. Let me yeah, see. and nobody really cares. It's just... Stupid. I didn't even know it was on. I guess one of the big stories coming out of that was uh, Kamila was... <laughs> Was given lots of faces, you know, like sassy soul sister faces when Uh when, when Pence was talking. And Pence was just interrupting, and it was just, oh. Oh, my gosh. gosh. What a a misogynist, Mm -hmm. that Pence. Oh, my God, the barriers. That's just hilarious. (laughs) Okay, so apparently the next debate between Biden and Trump is supposed to be virtual. Because Trump yes. came down with COVID. I want them to be holograms. Can they be holograms? That would be cool. Be, to they make they might already seem, be. To seem like they're actually still on the same yeah. stage. That yeah. would be really good. Like I mean, they, they did have, it for Tupac. They have it for the Holocaust survivors. Yes. Why can't we do this live on TV? That would be sweet. Apparently Trump is not down with the virtual debate. So we'll oh. see if it actually happens. Okay. I don't know. So, I mean, but he is he out of the hospital with oh, this yeah, life-threatening yeah. He came out a few days virus. ago. And he did this very dramatic entrance to the White House where he came out of the the chopper and he uh, walked up the stairs. And then he took his mask off, a very bold statement saying, you know, basically, Whoa. I'm better, I'm strong, and, you know, we're not going to let this hold us down. Then he made some of those statements. Oh, but people were freaking out, you know, the lefty media. He took his mask off. Oh, they were freaking out about it. He's endangering everybody. He's killing people. And... I guess his Twitter message about people needing to uh, stay strong. Oh, a nice commie fist. Yeah, he's got his commie fist up Um, with his mask on. That one looks like a legit face diaper he's wearing. Yeah, there. it does. So he, his message about you know don't let fear win, don't don't be afraid of this. We're you know we got yeah. great medical blah blah blah. We got great drugs. Yeah, uh, Twitter flagged it for uh, fake news or you know mis- misleading information or something. <laughs> oh my because God, it so was based. Trying to be hopeful. See, Trump is a big threat. Yeah. I think it's interesting, though, with all the talk that the, the GOP and Patriotard crowd, you know, they love their hydroxychloroquine. I find it interesting that, like, he, you know, the official narrative is that he didn't take this hydroxychloroquine. He took something else. And really, this whole stunt seems just like a drug commercial for whatever drug oh, he was on. I Regeneron. Was, yeah, Regeneron. It's a, it's a Jewish uh, owner of that company. Of course. And also Gilead's Remdesivir. Yep. Yes. So I, I remember I was listening to something, um, you know, just mainstream news today about the whole thing, and they were saying, you know, a lot of people are going to be going to their doctors asking about these drugs now because, look, we've seen how great and successful they are with, with our president. He, he said something about making them free, freely available That Like, to he's going to freely inject us. That is so nice. I don't know if these are injectables, but maybe. They can make it injectable. It's always better when you inject it. Yeah, it just goes straight in, straight into the bloodstream. So he's felt 20 years younger after taking Regeneron. this Regeneron. This yeah. is just a big pharmaceutical commercial, really. Good, great drugs, great mm-hmm. drugs. And it reinforces the idea that this is very much a real pandemic, but it's not something to be so scared about. Yeah, right. What is insane is seeing all of the children who are developing these rashes. skin rashes, oh which God. is a bacterial infection. In, yep. um, it's bound to happen. And all sorts of other health complications. When their age group is 99 point, according to the official, official statistics, numbers, yeah. 99.9 something yep. percent uh, likely to survive if they get it, and they're <laughs> not even likely to get it. Yeah, but they could spread it to somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... A couple more news stories. I don't know if you see, saw what happened in Wisconsin. Not Kenosha. Kenosha mm-hmm. probably settled down. 
some other place in Wisconsin. I don't remember the actual name of the city, but a black cop had shot a black person, a black criminal who okay. I guess I think was, according to the official story, had been firing at the cop. So mm-hmm. this black cop shot the criminal, and the, he got, um, I guess, no charges. They didn't press charges, or he was acquitted or something. Okay. I, and so the whole whole place just blew up in you know flames. Essentially, last night everybody's breaking windows of businesses. Nice. And, and because because they got this news before the night came, some business owners in this Wisconsin uh, city started boarding up beforehand and also they put pro BLM messages outside of their shops so as to basically so they won't be targeted yeah they didn't want to be targeted by the terrorists wow which is so pathetic and yeah, so ridiculous that, that people would even have to do such a thing yep and supposedly they had mobilized the National Guard, but you can't actually use them in yeah, any kind of fashion. They're not actually going to shoot any of these pro- these protesters, protesters, these terrorists. Mostly peaceful protesters, right? Okay, fiery, peaceful. but mostly peaceful. Fiery. I don't know if they if they set the place ablaze like they've done in other instances, but probably. Yeah, they're getting really aggressive, especially with their tactics going after people who are just dining, or yeah. even people in their homes with the shining the lights in them, yep. and bullhorning them, yep. waking them up. With, you know, banging on pots and pans. They are terrorists, and they're threatening. It, it's just, it's insane what is being allowed to happen, what's being actively funded. Yeah. So, so many billions of dollars have poured into BLM organizations, and th- this is from the the system. And BLM pretends to be against the system. It's just so ridiculous. Yeah. And how many how many actual people has BLM helped with all of this money? Are they starting up different organizations to help bring people out of poverty, uh, help uplift the black community? No. no. What they're doing is they're just destroying their communities. Yep. And making them all look really, really bad. <laughs> yeah. You know the whole thing about you know how to how to make friends or, or what influence what, yeah influence people. Yeah, they're doing the opposite of that. <laughs> yeah. How to make everybody hate you. <laughs> You're doing it right. Mm-hmm. A plus. Uh, speaking of that, actually, there's also the NBA. Did you mm-hmm. know that the finals are going on? <laughs> no. 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 Because <laughs> I could care less. Because we also don't have cable TV. Yeah, and I just don't like don't. basketball at all. No, I, I've never wanted it's to watch boring. basketball. I mean, like, maybe if I went to a college game or something, you know, because it was just something to do. It was like, yeah, cool. I watched, but it's not something yeah. I would actively. I watched my college team when they would be in the playoffs. I think they actually won the national D3 championships one hmm. year. So it was fun. Yeah. And in high school, I knew all the players. So it was fun. Yeah. But professional basketball? No. 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 Absolutely not. Bunch of LeBron James. I did hear that he, like, threw a tantrum and left early. Yeah, he walked off the court early. <laughs> so, you know, the whole, the whole season they've had Black Lives Matter painted on there yeah. and all these other activist, blacktivist messages on jerseys and everything. So it's been a very bad season for ratings. <laughs> but the the NBA Finals, they started off bad, the worst ratings ever since they've been keeping track since I think it was 1984 since they've been mm-hmm. keeping track. Worst TV ratings ever. Then the second game came. Even worse. Worst TV ratings ever. <laughs> Third game came. Even worse. Good. I think it's a, it was at the fourth last time I checked, and it that set a new Good. record Good. for the worst ratings ever. Yep. And the NBA uh, commissioner, was Silver, the Jew, mm-hmm. he was asked about whether or not next season you know they'll be having the same kind of messaging about Black Lives Matter on the court. You say, well, I think this was just like an exceptional time this season, <laughs> so... Uh, 
I think we're not going to have such a, you know, an overt messaging uh, next season. They don't even care about the ratings at this point. Well, well like he he might in terms well he doesn't want to lose a whole lot of influence and money but sure, you're right but you're right like, that the they Jew- knew that was going to happen overall yeah. the, the jewish corporate the system the social engineering agenda takes yeah which precedent. is which is why they came out with let's say the Coca-Cola ad some years ago where it had the Muslim woman in the hijab or something <laughs> yeah. you know sharing a Coke and everybody's yeah. what the hell this is a this is an Americana now <laughs> so it pisses off a bunch of people yeah. or the Gillette ad where they're trying to man shame people boys will be boys you know that one with all the guys standing behind their gr- grills and it's all about toxic masculinity mm-hmm. trying to basically alienate their base they don't care. This isn't this isn't actually good for business, but it's good for white genocide. Of course, that's and that's riling the, people up mm-hmm. to getting them like Contra- fed up. Mm-hmm. Which yeah, many people are just fed up. Of course, and, and then it gets them defending. You know, like oh, my masculinity's under attack, or so like, I've got to be patriotism. I've got to be super masculine in the way that Andrew Anglin wants me to be. I need to join the Proud Boys. Yes. Yeah. Oh God, I was talking about last night how I'm going to start the Proud Girls. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Proud Girls. I don't know what our mascot will be. Titty Pussy? <laughs> Have you posted that no, to Renegade no, Tribune yet? Oh, my God. So people can look it up. There's though. this guy that, like, did I even talk about it already? Maybe I did on the other show. But some guy basically, you know, hijacked a Zoom call where they're discussing the new mascot that should be presented because the old one was yeah. racist. Mm-hmm. So he invented um, Titty Pussy. <laughs> Who was like, a, like a feminist lesbian? It looked like a, a witch gremlin <laughs> like type pink, of thing. Pink hair. Yeah. The green. And she skin. wants everybody to come out as bi. And something I, about kneeling and raising a fist or something. Yeah, it was hilarious. No, none of the teachers even said anything because they were like, "I can't tell if this is <laughs> if he's trolling or if you know this is actually a legitimate idea because it sounds kind of all right." They were like, "Yeah, all this right." It's pretty close to what the the mainstream narrative yeah. is these days. We, it was just so funny. He had like a rendering of it, like a little <laughs> drawing of Titty Pussy who looked really angry and like, <laughs> like she was yelling. <laughs> That's the new mascot of the Proud Girls. That's going to be the Proud Girls mascot. It'll be awesome. Yeah, so I guess the Proud Girls were going to be like Nazi feminazis. Literal feminazis. Literal feminazis. It's going to be awesome. (laughs) I don't know. What are we going to go protest? Like, I don't know. Black feminists? Black rape gangs? Yeah. Sounds good. We'll be like the fascisti with our (laughs) jujitsu. Proud girls, join today. No, you don't have to get beaten into the gang. <laughs> it's like the proud boys. Really, though, it, it just goes to show what, uh, uh, you know, a fake movement most of these yeah. feminist organizations like the Femin are yeah. when they don't talk about what's really threatening women. Women. Yeah. Be, you know, especially white women. What's oh, really yeah. threatening them, especially in Europe when you look at those rape Non-white gangs. But white rapists. But here in America... Just look at the FBI crime statistics. Who's raping the white women? Yeah, like every 15 minutes sure. a white woman is raped by a black man. White women are raped by white men. We're not going to deny that. Right. But disproportionately uh, raped by black men. Mm-hmm. It's an epidemic. Yeah, it really is. And that's just, those are the ones that are reported. There are so many that aren't reported, too. Yeah. But nobody that's wants it. to deal with that. Instead, you know, you have no. feminine over there in, in Europe. Protesting uh, what? Like, I don't even know. Protesting Catholics for... 
for these. Oh, for the refugees. Yeah, the refugees. Remember that picture of her, like, humping the globe? Yeah. It was, like, foreigners F better or something? Yeah, something something like that. It's just disgusting. And you actually got, uh... You got Lana to do that video with you. We come up with that script and everything. <laughs> yep. Lana and that back other when woman. I back when I thought she was like an honest person. <laughs> oh, how naive! How naive we were. Yep. And then not soon after that, she was like, "Roosh is awesome. He's not a rapist, and you're creepy for thinking he is." You know what it took what? for her to to drop that stance. Grinder Greg Johnson published Roosh's own quotes on countercurrents, and then she. It's not like, like she ever made an official like apology. Like no, I was they, wrong. She, she just stopped. They just stopped uh, yeah. endorsing. Yeah. Distance themselves. Yeah. It's not like they're ever going to apologize for having Dick Masterson on. <laughs> no, he's a pedophile. What, and what a pedo name too, Dick, Dick Masterson, and then Juju the cow. I mean, come on. Yeah. This is disgusting. And all the other people they support, like Ethan Ralph, mm-hmm. going on his show. They might they might stop going on some of these shows or distance themselves. But they'll never bit. hold like, be account. They'll never be accountable for the decisions yeah. that they've made. Nor will they expose these people. No, not at all. Because at the it's end of the day, it's, it's all about them being promote. You know, getting people to subscribe and pay mm-hmm. for their shitty videos. It's infighting. You got to still be in the same big tent as Ethan Ralph and Dick Masters. Hell no. And Andrew Anglin. And that's why whoever goes on this stupid kill stream, if they're like a Jew namer or a pro-white person, they are actively working on tarnishing our reputations because everybody frickin' knows that Ethan Ralph is a pedo, drug addict, alcoholic, psychopath. Well, I'm seeing I'm seeing a Jew namer on the kill stream right now, actually. I see it yeah, on your computer. We were listening to this early. Pat Little came out of hiding. Um, came out of his yacht. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he sold the yacht. Because, you know, he was in financial trouble. Uh, and he's on with another Jew namer, Ryan Dawson. Oh, this gosh. Guy. Ryan Dawson is such a Jew plane namer. Plane hit the Pentagon, and if you say otherwise, you are a kook. So he really says a plane hit the Pentagon? Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, I knew he was a shill, but, like, I didn't really know all the reasons. I know he says 5G is just totally based. Mm-hmm. What, what else? Is he anti-white? Because he, he, he like, pretends said, to be yeah. pro-white. He has said thing. a lot of anti-white things in the past. It yeah. makes a lot of jokes about gingers and... All that yeah, up. yeah. He's, he's what even is he like Indian? Part American Indian, supposedly. Oh so, yeah, mm. cool. Possibly cool, part Jewish. He seems to be <laughs> a paid control yeah. opposition agent, not somebody who's just you know kind of duped, right? Or stupid. I think right. he knows exactly what he's doing. Yeah. So I guess Pat has come out of his out of his hiding to uh, to make an appearance now and. I have some of the timestamps here because I was listening to it. Um, he's just he's he's saying things that are just so obviously fake and not not real that he's just he's obviously lying. Basically, and I'll play some of it here that him and Anders Breivik were were chatting online. Best buds. Best but they were they were tight back in maybe oh seven, oh six, oh seven. That's what he says here. Um, and now I guess it was 2011 when the uh, fake event that did not actually happen, Anders Breivik, um, who I don't even think is a real person, that this looks like a digital creation. Jan Lamprecht has <laughs> convinced me that he's the greatest hero, the hero we need. Oh, Maybe yeah. not the one we want, but the one we need. Right, yeah, such a hero, killing children, holding up a boycott Israel sign. You know, I mean, that's the official story. It's ridiculous. And that he set off bombs, and that, I mean, it makes no sense. I think we even talked about it last week or last mm-hmm. time I was on. 
Um, so he's basically saying that, like, he... <laughs> I'll just I'll just play that, it. That Pat basically wrote the manifesto. Yeah, for, like, he, like, channeled what, Pat's ideas. Which means that Pat, I guess, totally loved Israel <laughs> and also that he loves uh, sodomites because that's what Anders was all about. He didn't like the Muslim invasion because they were anti-LGBTQP yeah. and also because they were against the Israelis. So let me cue this up and then we'll just listen to it and we can comment. Okay, I think this is when he starts to get into this. A few refrains into the song, or a few minutes in, he starts talking about Anders Breivik, and I'm going to defer to Ryan Dawson here, because I'm I'm going to disavow anything that he did, by the way. I just want to say that as strongly as possible. I like Gilbert Gottfried. Why do fat people all have that sound to their voice? It's like, ah, like their throat is closing up with fat, and they can't. Like a Mike, Mike Enoch kind of yeah. that, right? Ah, I don't get it. But he also, his his whole shtick is being like Gilbert Godfrey, where yeah. he just kind of yells at it. Loud. Like this funny hat. And obnoxious. And then you got Andy Worski over here like, hey, what the hell is that guy? I he no does, <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Because on the campaign trail, I had mentioned the uh, campaign I'll trail because a cautionary tale of being friends with uh JIDF trolls on Facebook. Now, this was before I was aware of the JQ. Pam and Yeah, Pam Geller and Counter Jihad and all that stuff. So he was part of Counter Jihad, I guess. Or or at least big fans. Yeah, it seems like he was part of it, as you'll hear later. And what they do is they recruit people. Now, if you'll remember some of the stuff from Dawson here, Breivik had some very curious very curious uh, bank transactions coming from right near Epstein Island, if I'm not mistaken, correct? When have you ever heard that? Like, can we can we substantiate this? That that's like an official... We can try. We can't really find anything about that. Um, right. he's, got, he's got insider information. Though. Yeah, because, you know, he, he's here to warn us about the Mossad, as he calls it. <laughs> yeah, he's here to warn us about JIDF trolls and how they... They turn people and they, you know, they get people to associate your ideas with terrorism. But all the while, he's going along as if this is a real event. You know, this whole Andres Breivik thing is real. And, oh, we were friends. And associating our ideas with uh, child groomers. Yep. Like Ethan Ralph. Ethan Ralph. He's on with him. So, okay. Yep. And so uh, I did know Anders Breivik on Facebook, not in person. We never met. Oh, yeah, that's told, right. He, I forgot about this this angle. Sorry. Go. When, uh, no one has ever talked about Anders Breivik ever being on Facebook. And this guy says that he just became awa- awake to all the truth and everything. But, oh, he's talking with Anders Breivik back in 2007. Yeah, I really thought that the timeline was much different. That he, like, that, just recently woke up to everything. A couple of years ago, right? So this is 2007. This is like four years before Anders Breivik is supposedly going to go on this attack. Mm-hmm. So Pat, you know, was he was chatting with him on Facebook. Pat probably radicalized him. <laughs> I wonder if Anders Breivik used the fake stock photos of him with the harpoon as his profile I like the, picture. I like the Mason picture better. <laughs> yeah. The, oh yeah, the picture of him in his Masonic both, uh, uniform. Both with a white background. Let's see if he. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's such a fake composite. Anders Breivik Facebook profiles. Let's see if we can find one. Okay, so 
Anders Breivik, it looks like he might have had a Facebook profile. We're seeing something here. But his ideas, like he wasn't a conservative, which is what Pat is saying he was. So why would they even be running in the same circles on Facebook? You know what I mean? Doesn't make sense. I love how in these pictures of Anders Breivik, he's giving the Knott's Bull salute and the Roman salute, you know, just to, like, cover both bases. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Pretty cool. All right, so let's get back to this recording here. Go ahead, but, yeah, we talked about this, I think, on the show once. Go ahead, yeah. So Anders Breivik was a big fan. I started talking about displacement of Native populations and it being something universal. Uh, Populations having rights universally, rights against mass replacement, mass migration, what I call minoritization. (laughs) I coined the term. um, I'm actually the only one that ever even noticed um, that there was a genocide going on. And I was talking about, um, I thought it was the first one to discover racial realism. I literally, (laughs) with all normie inputs, put together that there's such a thing as an endangered species type of thing being applied to humanity or groups of humanity. That, you know, cultures have finite numbers of people, and when the people are gone, the culture's gone. The culture and so I pretty much, breaks. without knowing uh, that it was the term being tossed around white genocide, came up with something in 2006 or seven. And Breivik got a hold of it, and I was posting to Pam Geller's wall, because I thought, you know, the outpost of Western democracy in the Middle East, uh, my fellow white people over there in Israel, I figured, you know... So they yeah, I were, guess Anders Breivik would be a fan then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, facing a population replacement. I thought it was the other way around. I thought that Arabs were trying to take their land. I was a Fox News watcher and all that. And uh, so Breivik, um, he sent me, uh, you know, fan messages. He said he really liked my writings. Uh, I got into a debate with Antifa. He's like hitting on me all the time. And on a United Against Fascism, some Facebook page. And I was debating quite a few people at a time. They didn't. They took issue with me using the word indigenous to describe Europeans in Europe, and so he kept on telling me via message that he was writing something that I would read someday. Uh, and I thought, oh, very well. The manifesto. Okay, you know, and we were kind of doing the Victor Orban nationalism type thing. The you know Deutschland schafft sich ab. Um, what? Victor Orban, and then he speaks German. Like I don't get that. Yeah, that sounds like... Mr. Orban is from Hungary. He's Hungarian, no? Yeah, yeah, maybe he was just referencing a, a German ideology. I don't... I was, I'm fluent in German. I was also talking with some uh, German nationalists and, you know, kind of... I guess it's what evolved into the AFD. And so I was about... <laughs> so he's he's taking credit for the AFD? He's saying that, like... No, he was saying he was talking to people who evolved into the AFD. Oh, okay, which has a Jewish wing, of But they, they were probably inspired by Pat I Little I think they were. Then. I mean, Anders Breivik was a huge fan. <laughs> Listen to Little, win big. <laughs> yes. I have to leave for boot camp. I deleted my Facebook, and I was politically inactive for, like, almost a year before entering boot camp. And I was in the library of the nearby university, where I used to go read the newspapers for free. And uh, I saw who I had thought's name was Anders Bering on the front page. And so he was going by his first and his middle name on Facebook. <laughs> but it was actually Anders Bering Breivik. And so I didn't know until this last year, but it looks like he was developed into an asset of the Mossad. Um, he, he, he was real. He, the Mossad came along and they were like, hey, dude. 
we're going to get you to do this attack. Yeah, well, the, he was genuine when Pat was talking to him. Yeah. And then they they got to him. They got to him. They they took his his frustration and his righteous anger, and they were like, here, dude, go blow up this building and then go shoot some kids holding up a boycott Israel But banner. first, let's do a photo, shot, photo shoot. <laughs> get the harpoon, get your Masonic outfit yeah. on. Um, let's make your face look really, really fake, like a digital creation. Let's do that first. So, okay, let me... I'll let Pat continue. You know, Ryan could go into the weapons training in Eastern Europe, him figuring out how to build these um, imperfection-free ammonia bombs or whatever the hell he built with fertilizer. I talked about it on Red Ice last month. (laughs) Yeah, I haven't had time to to watch that again, but uh, yeah, so my... You know, I've caught some flack from some people that are in the nationalist community and people in patriotic communities and people that are against mass immigration for saying that I saw all the trademarks of Mossad asset development all over Brendan Tarrant from his, what, two weeks in the area of Israel? Again, uh, a total real event. Okay, if you if you assume that, uh, or if you if you look at evidence and see that that was clearly you know a fake shooting with basically like really bad actors. Um, then you're just crazy. You're probably, it was real. You're probably a Mossad asset if mm-hmm. you're calling it fake. Yep. Yeah, probably That's from what the they Mossad. Want you to think. Mm-hmm. Uh, from basically his manifesto looked like the you know you know without advocating violence uh, you know the type of stuff that counter jihad Patrick the, two, Patrick the two of us on a stream is even making Ralph look worried I'm just like, <laughs> no it's okay, it's okay. We, go, we go after the most taboo things it's okay it's okay oh yeah they go after the most taboo things yeah it's, it's okay I'm not gonna get shut down from YouTube <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm gonna jump forward just a little bit to where he talks about how he was friends with the Jew OP Okay, so they go on to talk about how, you know, Anders Breivik got all this money just deposited into his account, apparently, right after all this happened. And then Pat goes on to say... Right before. Sorry, what? Right before. Yeah, sorry. Right before it happened. Yes. Wait, I thought it was after. No, it was before? Yeah, he, okay. he was arrested. Okay, so now Pat goes on to say that he had the same thing happen. He had money just pop into his account. Got... What? Why doesn't that happen to us? <laughs> because we're not. There were random gifts that occurred to me when I was trying to become kind of like a journalist that was pro-Tea Party and stuff, pro-counter-Jihad, Garrett Wilders type. Uh, in like 2008 or nine, uh, I actually... Where I, was... The, does anybody know... This guy was not around in 2008 or nine. You just weren't paying attention. <laughs> you weren't woke like I him. mean... Jay woke. He just wasn't. It's ridiculous. Can anybody, like, show me? Let, well, he deleted his Facebook when he went to boot camp. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Pat Little 2008. Is there a, a footprint for this guy at all? N- no. Not that I can see. Okay. Anyways, let's just let this continue. Became acquainted with uh, one of the top JIDF hackers. And I didn't, I oh, wasn't really? knowing he that. He just said he became acquainted with one of the top JIDF hackers. It's a coincidence. Yeah, just like believe me though, you know, like I'm I'm a good guy. It, what Jews or Israel were about, and I don't mean all Jews. I mean the Jews that run things. Jewish supremacists. Yeah, yeah. and Mr. Applebaum or Apple Tree, 
uh, was able to duplicate the source code for Facebook, which I'm sure Zuckerberg just gave him through Unit 8200 or whatever. And uh, so there we were at a URL that appeared to be Facebook's until you looked at the certificate. And we were chatting on Facebook Messenger, but it wasn't on Facebook. He was able to completely spoof Facebook and the Facebook messaging app and just saying, look at what we can do. And I said, oh, that's cool. And so like a week or two later, uh, Ahmadinejad was at the UN speaking in New York. He was giving uh, a conference at a nearby uh, lobby in a hotel or a conference room. He rented something like that. And so I got a random tip and I got to be, you know, this is like the type of thing that happens with Nick Fuentes when he's nice to Laura Loomer. He gets to break. Now, wait a minute. Hold on. I got to defend Laura yeah. people but, tweeting at me and stuff like that yeah. and again this okay. guest is here on his own and so if you call somebody out of course they're welcome to call you know i just want to put that out there um so ask about on. the arizona pool let's, parties. Try, let's try to keep it focused if we can pool parties is that nick fuentes's gay pool party thing or something I don't know about no baked Alaska was in Arizona, Arizona ones, yeah. but I do know that the pool parties, the TRS, I mean, the TRS ones, were where uh, young boys were groomed by yeah. people such as Ghoul. Yep. All right, we'll let him continue a little bit more. Um, yeah. Was friendly to Israel, thinking that they were friendly to Western nations, which is definitely the antithesis of the truth. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, I get breaking news tips, and I get to be the face of breaking news, you know, for the group of counter jihadists. And it elevated me. I was invited to join the Republican Executive Committee for Duval County, um, you know, and a whole bunch of other stuff. I got to meet Rick Scott when he was running to be governor. I got to meet Marco Rubio like five times. You know, I got put in the front seat of the uh, Marco Rubio when he wasn't a senator yet uh, um, auditorium at the University of Florida. And of course, I I was um, I was an evangelical Christian at the time. I was learning uh, Hebrew and had plans to learn Greek. That's how I was speaking Hebrew to the Jew in front of Twitter when they. So he was just speaking Hebrew with with yeah. the top JIDF hacker. Yeah, shalom. Shalom. Okay. Okay. So I mean, that's that's pretty much it. Um, you know, later on. Um, or actually earlier on, Ryan talks about how, um, like, you know, Trump is just awesome, how he got to meet Trump a couple times, and Trump was just, like, so down-to-earth and cool. Um, Trump is super masculine. He lives in a freaking gold-encrusted condo. (laughs) He has a supermodel wife. He's, like, super tall. And, uh, you know, you can listen to him on Fed Ice next week. So Hey, still he's going back on. Oh, oh well, no, this, maybe, was, this was yeah, a while ago. Yeah. So, well, from last month. Yep, so just, just wanted to, you know, update everybody on Pat Little, and uh, we'll, we'll see what kind of shillery takes place in the next few months here. Yeah. I, I have a sneaking suspicion he'll endorse Trump again, tentatively. Not much time left. Better do it soon. Yeah, yeah, so... It's great. I'm really glad that um, this discussion of Jewish supremacy and white genocide is happening on such a noble platform where we've got literal child groomers and abusers and uh, revenge pornographers and uh, people obsessed with buttholes. Yeah. Hosting these things. It's really great. It's really wonderful. So nice. So nice. All right. Well, hey, thanks for doing a fired up. (laughs) Yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. Check out heathenherbs.com. We have 
incense packs that are available made with essential oils. They are on sale for $5 for a 10-pack. They burn um, nice and slow, so they last a while. We've got lavender, lemongrass, cedar wood. Uh, We've also got eucalyptus, no wait, camphor, peppermint, eucalyptus. You mentioned the lemongrass one? (laughs) Yeah, lemongrass, cedar wood, and then vanilla orange. (laughs) So check those out, and um, I will offer the Winter Wonderland soap again, you know. Winter Wonder Bar. Sorry, Winter Wonder Bar. (laughs) Thank you. Um, At some point, just got to kind of plan out more towards the winter season it's still hot as hell here so i don't even feel like i'm in the wintry spirit at all so yeah check it out and uh we'll be back soon